we're so used to seeing things that, in my opinion, aren't quite right in our treatment of animals. You know, the less we eat, the less violence is being done, and the less destruction to the environment. Everyone eats, and everyone has to make a moral decision every time that we sit down to the table. Welcome to Animal Voices, Western Canada's only radio program dedicated to animal advocacy and compassionate living. This is 100.5 FM CFRO, Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver, BC, Canada, unceded Coast Salish territories. Today is Friday, January 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Elise Jacobson, and I'm joined here in the studio today by my guest co-host, Leah Thompson. Hello. And our control room operator, Allison Cole. Hi there. Welcome, everyone, and Happy New Year to you all from all of us here at Co-op Radio. A new year can be a time of growth and change, an opportunity for a fresh start. Many of us make New Year's resolutions around this time of year, and one of the most popular resolutions on people's lists this year seems to be, you guessed it, going vegan. Mm -hmm. Adopting a plant-based diet and a vegan lifestyle hugely reduces your environmental footprint, drastically reduces your contribution to animal cruelty, and can offer various benefits for your health. What's not to love? Campaigns like Veganuary are hard at work this month, helping folks to try a plant-based diet for one month and hopefully stick with it into the future. We here at Animal Voices are all longtime vegans. Allison has been vegan for 12 years. I've been vegan for nine years, and Leah has been vegan for almost four years. On today's show, we'll be offering up our tips and advice for successfully going and staying vegan, so stay tuned for that. But first, Allison, you had some news to share with us. Yes, I do. So, um, yeah, so here's a big announcement from us at Animal Voices. We were off last week for the holidays, and during that time, this was all being organized, which is that Animal Voices Vancouver is going to be a co-presenter of the Vancouver premiere of a film that actually just came out a couple months ago, I believe. It's called The Animal People. More than 10 years in the making, the feature documentary from directors Cassandra Suchen and Denis-Henri Enneli follows the journey of six young activists who find themselves indicted as terrorists by the United States government. The reason for indictment is the activist leadership of a controversial open protest campaign aiming to close down the largest animal testing laboratory in the world, the Huntington Labs. This film features expansive interviews with the six activists spanning more than a decade and rare archival footage, including never-before-seen surveillance footage, wiretaps, and government documents. The Animal People is a chilling portrait of what happens when activism rattles the institutions of power. Now, we are actually holding this public screening event on Thursday, January 16th at the UBC Robson Square Cinema Room C330. Uh, and I believe it starts at 6, 6.30 p.m. And this is going to be a fundraiser. Uh, proceeds from this screening will be directed to the legal team representing Amy Serrano and ind indirectly every activist who participated in the Meet the Victims 
Canada event earlier last year in April. Amy Serrano organized the first Canadian edition of Meet the Victims, a mass action which exposed the horrors of humane local family farming at Excelsior Hog Farm in Abbotsford, B.C. Along 49 other activists, Amy was arrested. As the organizer, she was singled out and is the only activist currently facing charges. The court case will be a major opportunity to expose the realities of this facility and the industry as a whole. Amy set up a GoFundMe fundraising page to aid her in, her, in her lawyer and legal fees and to continue the fight against animal ag in court. Due to a technical error with the fundraising platform, every dollar over $15,000 was refunded to the supporters, which is devastating for Amy. Together as activists, participants, and supporters in Meet the Victims, we will work to get these funds back to Amy and to continue the fight within the legal system. And one way we are doing that is to uh, to fund to use this event as a fundraiser. So tickets are on sale now for the film screening, and it is by donation, and no one will be turned away for lack of funds, just in case... You want to know because we want you to see the film. We want everyone to see the film and please promote it amongst your friends. While not everyone may identify with committing direct action for animals, I think this film serves to address in other social justice justice issues where we are fighting for a cause in which justice has not been served and in which others are being oppressed. And really, that should involve everyone. I myself never really thought that I would be arrested one day and possibly charged in the future for taking a stance and an action to do what I consider to be my duty as a citizen of the earth and to step up and help the animals by mass exposing the dirty secrets of what is happening to them, being behind these closed doors of factory farming or family farming, as the farmers call it. So as a co-presenter of this film screening, Animal Voices would also like to acknowledge that the land on which we gather is uh, on this event is taking place on, on the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Stolo, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. There's going to be a t- ticket giveaway today, but we're going to chat about that later because I want to play a little clip from the film itself to let you know more about it, and we will be speaking about this later on in the event in uh, in the show today as well. The thing that I remember most distinctly is an FBI agent holding a gun in my face. We're six activists who are indicted under federal terrorism laws. U.S. attorneys called it a campaign of terrorism. We didn't break anything. We didn't burn anything. We didn't beat anyone. We didn't even so much as trespass. Our crime is doing exactly what I'm doing right now, speaking. Any threat to cause a loss of profit to a corporation is now considered an act of terrorism. We are committed to working with our partners to disrupt and dismantle these movements, to protect our fellow citizens, and to bring to justice those who disrupts business and inflict serious economic damage. The largest accounting firm in the world just backed up within 24 hours. This wasn't about solving a crime. This was about sending a message that you better shut up. 
have to have a degree of arrogance to think you can take on multinational corporations and win. Corporations get to do what they want. We challenge the right of this corporation to exist. They speak in a language of money. They needs to be targeted financially. We business enterprises are suffering. It's just about the dollar bill. The world's biggest financial corporations realized one thing, that it wasn't worth it. The share price dropped from like $30 to a few pennies. That's not terrorism. That's effective activism. Every ounce of progress we've had towards a more just world has come because there are people who were willing to fight and willing to sacrifice. The police had set up this free speech zone, which makes you wonder then what's everything outside of the free speech zone. There were more wiretaps used against people associated with this movement than any other counterterrorism investigation in U.S. history. There was no direct evidence of any unlawful conduct. What will happen when the activists move to the timber industry or the defense industry. If this continues, the extremists will have won, and the loser will be humanity. Did you know that Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members? This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. All different, all the time. So moving on, I wanted to devote today's show to tips and advice for going vegan in 2020. It is a new year. Obviously, lots of people are making their New Year's resolutions, trying to carry out their New Year's resolutions. Super gung-ho for January. We've talked on the show about the Veganuary campaign before. You can look that up. It's a campaign that helps you to go vegan for the month of January and kind of gives you all the resources that you need just to kind of switch to a vegan lifestyle. So again, as I mentioned, in the intro all of us have been vegan for a long time many years and so I just thought we would start with giving some advice to listeners who maybe want to switch to a vegan lifestyle so since we are a Vancouver based show we all live in Vancouver I thought we'd start with some local advice Leah you had some thoughts on stores that you like to shop at for groceries yeah I like to shop at Sunrise Market hey you took mine <laughs> oh. In Chinatown here, where we are, there's lots of produce there. They have $1 grab bags. You can just take a, a whole bag, potatoes. a whole bag of zucchini, a whole bag of red peppers, a whole bag of corn. And that's like 12 corns in a bag. Right. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever went there was when I first moved here a few months ago. And they had $6 
organic soy and almond milk. They were selling for $1. I missed that one. Oh. That's a rarity these days. They used to have that in the old days. I never see that anymore because this is the fun of the Sunrise Market is you never know what you're going to mm -hmm. expect. And they have a lot of deals on specifically vegan products. Mm -hmm. Like all your ve favorite vegan meats and cheeses that are really expensive, they will come there and sometimes as low as a dollar, a dollar fifty, three dollars right. for something that you would otherwise spend like eight to fifteen dollars for even even really expensive plant-based uh, nut cheeses. Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. Definitely always look for sales. Yeah, I like to emphasize to people too that vegan meats and cheeses are awesome. That can really help to, you know, add variety to our diets and stuff. But typically plant-based diets tend to be more focused on, you know, just regular whole foods, beans, rice, other grains, veggies and fruits and stuff. And those obviously you can find at any grocery store. So I find that, you know, typically shopping for groceries really is not difficult as a vegan especially in this day and age there's just lots and lots of options but and yeah people people often like to say too that it's too expensive to be vegan mm -hmm. but that is if so we just named the actual cheapest store in, right. <laughs> in Vancouver which everyone should know about and and I have even another tip if we have time but uh but don't just don't buy all your food at whole foods right exactly right yeah that's where There's... that's when it's expensive right and i know that places like donald's market that is quite popular in vancouver mm -hmm. they have really good prices as well yeah absolutely so love donald's yeah a superstore i shop at you know oh, real canadian right. superstore yeah. all the time and yeah there's a lot of deals there yeah. a lot of selection and they have a great bulk section and international food section and stuff like that so you can find a lot of i love that staples. store yeah <laughs> too far from me. I never right. get there. Yeah, it's great. And how about restaurants? Anybody have restaurants that they really like in town? Well, I really, really like Virtuous Pie. Mm -hmm. Were you working there, yeah, Leah? Okay. Oh, nice. I, I met Leah for the second time. The first time was in Washington, D.C. last summer <laughs> and the, at the Animal Rights Conference. We volunteered together. And then the second time... It was at Virtuous Pie. She was my server, and oh, cool. she was like, "Hey, I know you." Yeah. Of course, I didn't recognize her. <laughs> awesome. That yeah, Virtuous cool. Pie is great. I also love Chow Veggie. It's I know like a, you do. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. As a matter of fact, I had soup from there last night. Is that um, a Vietnamese? vegan place yes okay. yeah it's it's run by a vietnamese family i think it's sort of like a twist on traditional vietnamese veggie stuff they do some that's like you know really authentic but they kind of put their own twists on things too and yeah super delicious really fresh food very flavorful obviously the meat restaurants that's spelled m-e-e-t those are super popular some of the most popular in vancouver delicious vegan comfort food they have three locations absolutely worth trying out there's obviously a ton of options we could spend an entire show just on that, I think, but I kind of want to move along to some other resources. In terms of local communities that you can join actually in Vancouver, um, there are quite a few online communities like on Facebook. There are groups like Vancouver Vegans, which I moderate, and there's Plant-Based Vancouver. There are Vancouver Animal Activist groups, which we're all a part of. What else? Anybody have other groups that they like or local communities? Yeah, I'm actually, little plug, I'm starting a vegan feminist book club. Yeah, right. Cool. cool. Is it on Facebook? It is on Facebook. Okay. Yes. How do we you find can it? share it. It's called mm -hmm. Vegan Feminist Book Club. Okay, I'll post it on our Animal Voices page. That's oh, right. Yeah, I did see that. Mm -hmm. I did right. see that. Our first meeting is next Sunday, the 12th. 
So awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds great. And Allison, you have been an organizer for Veg Meetup Vancouver, right? No. Or Meatless Meetup. Meatless Meetup. Yes. You can find us at meetup.com slash meat meatless meetup spelled m-e-a-t-l-e-s meetup so yeah meatless meetup is a great one um there's obviously lots of activist groups right around vancouver um chicken save which megan is our co-host megan is heavily involved in yeah so lots lots Mm. to do can i ask you a question or two about vancouver vegan sure number one how many members are in the vancouver Vancouver Vegans group these days? Oh, it's, you know what? It's growing every day. I think mm-hmm. now we're up to about 8,300. That's so amazing. More, and you yeah. know, the Meatless Meetup, we have like over, I think, 4,000 now. Oh, and it's growing, nice. it's wow. growing exponentially as well. That shows that people are taking interest in veganism. My second question is Do you strictly have to be vegan to join the group or on no. the path towards veganism? Like, yeah, interested, vegan curious? Right. Well, yeah, if you're yeah. vegan curious or transitioning to veganism, yeah. absolutely you can join. Yeah. yeah, there's no real way for us to. That's probably why we have a know, lot of determine. members. So that's a great place because it's an amazing community and there's a lot of discussions on there. I just mm-hmm. want to put in a plug for Elise's group, Vancouver absolutely. Vegans on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of resources there that are specific to Vancouver, which is super fun. But if you happen to not be in Vancouver, there are Facebook groups and various online forums that are specific to just about every location. If you just search vegan and your city or, you know, plant-based in your city or whatever, mm-hmm. like you're going to find groups that are specific yeah. to your And I locations. like Vegans United because that's everyone yeah, from all right. over the world. They have thousands and thousands of members. Right. Yeah. They're Canada-wide groups and stuff too. And yeah. yeah, so those can be very helpful. And in terms of other online resources, I'm a huge proponent myself of when it comes to looking for nutrition info, just sticking with evidence-based sources. You know, the internet can be such an amazing resource, but there's also a lot of really bad info out there. <laughs> so you kind of need to, you know, sort through everything and just make sure that you're sticking with reliable sources. So thankfully in the global vegan community, we have a few registered dietitians who are doing really amazing work, kind of publishing evidence-based nutrition information for vegans and people looking to be vegan. Some of the sites that I find are the best and the most reliable include veganhealth.org, which is run by a dietitian named Jack Norris. That is a super comprehensive resource. Everything you could ever want to know about vegan nutrition is there. The veganrd.com is also awesome. That's Virginia Messina, who mm-hmm. is a registered dietitian. And we've she, had her on the show before. That's right. Yeah, Probably have had fantastic. all these people on the show before. I think so yeah. in the past. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So Ginny is fantastic. That's the veganrd.com. She has vegan nutrition primers and all these different articles about plant-based nutrition, super accessible and super helpful. And another good one is vegetariannutrition.net that's sort of a project of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics which is an organization of dietitians, the largest one in the world I think, and that also is a treasure trove of evidence-based vegetarian and vegan nutrition information and in terms of other online resources, there's so many for things like recipes and other info, some of my favorite recipe sites include Bosch that's B-O-S-H their website is Bosch.tv Yeah, they just do these really like short, snappy recipe videos and the recipes look really good and they're easy. They have a cookbook that either just came out or is coming out. Yes, I think Mm -hmm. it just came out recently. Yeah, and it looks super good. And I love Hot for Food. That's Lauren Toyota's blog and YouTube channel. The URL is hotforfoodblog.com. She also like has all these amazing vegan comfort food recipes and 
yeah, the, her videos are really fun to watch. And yeah, Sweet Potato Soul, I love. That's Janae Claiborne. She has a great YouTube channel, really lovely videos. She's this adorable, beautiful person. Her recipes look great. And if you're into kind of more gourmet cooking, you know, stuff that's like maybe a little more complex, focused on the, the art of food and cooking, I recommend checking out Avant Garde Vegan on YouTube and also olivesfordinner.com. That's a gorgeous food photography and cooking blog. Do you guys have YouTube channels or any sites that you like, like for us? I have one that I want to plug because yeah. we had her on the show about a month ago, and that's the Tasty K. Does right. everyone know the Tasty K? Her actual name is Kirsten Kaminsky, and she lives in Germany, and she's this young, bright amazing uh, photographer, videographer, and food creator. And she also does recipe videos like Bosch does. Mm -hmm. She does it all on her own. She's amazing. She has over 300,000 uh, followers on Instagram and probably over 60,000 now on Facebook as it was changing by the thousands every day when I was working on my interview wow. with her. <laughs> yeah, she has two books that just came out. One was for the holidays and one came out like at the end of November. So to look up Kirsten Kaminsky and check out her books, but also just check her on Instagram and Facebook. There's a lot of info there. And she talks about traveling as a vegan on there as well. Cool. So you're listening to Animal Voices here on 100.5 FM CFRO, Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver, BC, Canada, unceded Coast Salish territories. We're just here talking about tips and advice for going vegan in 2020. So how about you, Leah? Do you have any recipe websites or any YouTube channels that you really like? or? Honestly, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> the recipes, I just kind of throw together whatever I have. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, Wait, just, I dig it. What do you eat, Leah? I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> basically, just rice and potatoes and other vegetables. Nice. Cooked together. So you're a whole foods, plant-based I mean, I person. work at Virtuous Pie, so I'm... Oh, you eating, still work I'm there? I'm eating a lot of pizza. Okay. I was plant-based plus pizza. I was there for yeah. oh. I haven't <laughs> seen you there. I pop in and out sometimes when I go shopping at mm -hmm. Savon. I just don't want to um, be enticed by the amazing amazing establishment that's virtuous pie sometimes so i am good, I know. and that's <laughs> awesome that you still yeah. still work there no and that's yeah. great because you know it's, like i it's think my it's, dream job that's why i say it's awesome. right right <laughs> i think it's super cool actually to kind of highlight that because there's really no one way to be vegan or to cook plant-based foods like you can either you know make these super gourmet complicated recipes or you can just keep it super simple like you were saying cook rice and potatoes and beans mm -hmm. and and veggies and stuff it can be super simple so whatever your pleasure you know if you love cooking if you hate cooking you can do it or if you don't have time um, for cooking yes exactly mm -hmm. yeah and we'll get into that a little bit later some tips for kind of cooking on a budget and cooking, you know, with very little time. I wanted to talk a little bit too about navigating social situations after going vegan, because this can be a little bit challenging for some people. Obviously, we live in a very non-vegan world. I think in Vancouver, it, you know, we might be a little bit spoiled. I think people are very, we have a very large vegan community here. People tend to be very open to it. So we might not get this quite as much depending on our exact social circles and our families. But definitely in some places, you know, if you 
tell your family or your friends that you're going vegan, they might kind of give you a hard time, you know? So I think we all, mm. you know, we've all been that vegan That was for like 26 years, years ago for me. And right. Yeah, because you went vegetarian Yeah, my parents ago, right? are over it now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my mom knows how to cook. Cool. She's a good vegan cook. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it just, it takes time. It takes some learning. But Allison, did you have any tips for kind of dealing with, like, if people give you a hard time after you go vegan or... Well, the um, thing is, is I'm, you know, I've been at this for 26 years. Yeah. So who's going to give me a hard time? Right. They know better <laughs> than to touch Allison Cole. The hardest time for me is that one of my jobs where if we're, I'm a traveling musician like you as well, and sometimes we're on trips and I'm like, yeah, I'm always like, yeah, I request a vegan meal if I know they're going to feed us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just give us a bunch of cash to spend at restaurants and that's way better because I can yeah. choose what I want. But sometimes it's provided or sometimes it's a box lunch and the last box lunches I had were um, vegetarian, not vegan. There's right. a lot of dairy in them. They didn't seem to care that I had requested vegan so you know I just take that sort of I'm not too worried about that I take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and I I bring my own food for trips like that you know you can't always be done but if it's like a longer traveling trip then usually you're getting that per diem to go out and spend it on your own yeah Um, so I would say that's the only time where it's in these days that it's a negative experience otherwise it's just a normal part of my my normal wacky lifestyle yeah. <laughs> I mean none of us are really normal are we right. but that's just based on what is deemed to be normal at, by the normal barometer in society at this point mm-hmm. in maybe five years to come or maybe even less I think vegan will be the normal in Vancouver I hope yes yeah it's already kind of going yeah. that way I mean it's yeah. it's pretty mainstream especially again where we live yeah like on but the I, I see it as being a trendy thing I you know mm-hmm. virtuous pie Leah you don't have mostly vegans eating in there do you <laughs> no people yeah. come in sometimes with like can of goose jackets on wow i know like, <laughs> i know um but but the point is that you're getting those people in there to consider i mean do they often just not know they're eating vegan when they order the pizzas and are amazed by them sometimes people don't know but I think usually they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's good because that's a good community um, on the UBC campus, like sort of where it's located. And we have a huge community on campus. I just promote Virtuous Pie at UBC all the time nice. because mm-hmm. it's sort of out of the way and it's a mecca. We're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. When I heard that that was coming to my neighborhood, I'm like, oh no, right. I have to be going there every day. I was yeah. going there three times a week at the beginning and it was draining my bank account. Right. <laughs> so that's so. why I, yeah, that's why I keep my distance because I love it so much yeah. you know you have to you have to abandon those you love in order for maybe yourself to thrive <laughs> right right <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to recommend if you're running into any sort of sticky social situation based on the choice to adopt a vegan lifestyle an amazing resource for that is Colleen Patrick Goudreau's podcast her mm-hmm. website is ColleenPatrickGoudreau.com and you just go to podcast and the podcast is called food for thought and she's been doing this podcast for years 
and she pretty much has addressed every possible situation you could run into, like getting gifts, like around mm-hmm. holiday times, even like holiday dinners, you know, sometimes that can be an issue. And so just any problem you have, check out her podcast, her videos. We had her on the show just recently promoting her book, The, the Joyful, Joyful Vegan, Vegan, which basically takes a lot of the material from these pad podcasts. Mm-hmm. And she's created the top reasons why people become vegans. And it's about 84% vegan vegetarian who go back on it. Mm-hmm. And apparently 40% of that those people, they want to come back to veganism or vegetarian. They need the social connection. Right. And that's why I want to plug Veganuary. I'll talk yes. more about that later. Because having a community, that's why Vancouver Vegans is great as well. Because you can yes. ask all kinds of questions on there. Yeah, And we're always willing to take your questions questions as well you can post them on our facebook page or send us an email at radio animal voices at gmail.com but i highly do recommend colleen patrick goudreau's new book the joyful vegan and you can listen to our lengthy interview with her as well it's um just just type in the joyful vegan at animalvoices.org and that was for our november 1st world vegan day show mm-hmm Yeah, so that's a great resource. And moving on, we touched on this a little bit before, but just some tips for traveling as a vegan. Sometimes people who travel, whether for work or for pleasure, express that they feel overwhelmed doing that. If they, you know, want to go vegan, they're not sure how they would go about doing that. One resource that I absolutely have to plug is the Happy Cow website and app. That's happycow.net. And they also have an app that you can download to your phone. This resource, the app and the website both have been invaluable to me in my travel. I was going to say invaluable too. Yeah, right. I mean, it costs a bit of money. It's like really good for any app that you're ever going to buy. This is the one to spend your money on. There is. If you have an Android, there's a free version. I think if you have an iPhone, it costs like a couple bucks. But yeah, yeah, so it depends. But it's amazing. It's so helpful. Whether you're on just a road trip or, you know, going to far-flung corners of the globe, wherever you're going, there's probably going to be listings there. They list vegan restaurants, vegetarian restaurants and restaurants with mm. non-vegan restaurants with vegan options. You can choose what you're looking for yeah, and it's exactly. most nearby, which is yes. amazing. So if you're in a city and you're like in the downtown area or whatever, you're like, I need something vegan right now and yeah. you're not familiar, I just get out my app and I just press depending if it's a vegan high density vegan restaurant city like Vancouver I'll just go just vegan restaurants or if you're maybe in Winnipeg Manitoba I don't know you might want to just press whatever is nearby which includes grocery stores because that's like mini restaurant you can just buy what you need in there they usually have delis as well and health food stores as well are are on that yeah they they list kind of a lot of different resources related to uh, plant-based diets Mm -hmm. so that is super helpful regardless of where you're traveling or for what reason if you happen to be traveling somewhere where you don't speak the local language and the locals are not likely to speak English the vegan passport can be super helpful Mm. that is a physical booklet that you can order online just google vegan passport but they also have an app that you can download to your phone and basically it's a little statement you know a little just a very short couple sentences of text just saying I'm vegan and kind of listing out what I don't eat and then here are some examples of things that I can eat and can you make a vegan meal for me and then basically that's translated into dozens Mm. of languages from around the world so wherever you happen to be you can just show that page to your server or cook and they can hopefully help you out it can make the 
language barrier a little bit easier to navigate. And there are lots of vegan travel groups on Facebook with lots and lots of people in them. They're very active. Yeah, people ask questions, and Elise yeah. is always answering them. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, if I've been to the place. Yeah, we'll see. So those are very helpful. Even if you just Google wherever you happen to be going, like Google can be a good resource for finding restaurants or found a lot of, like, there are a lot of bloggers who keep vegan travel blogs and stuff about, you know, the places that they go and what they ate and stuff. So that can also be. Yeah, helpful. so like if you're going to some international place, mm-hmm. just type in yeah, Italy, vegan, Italy, in vegan and yeah. everything will come up and you can do your research. And I find it part of the adventure of the trip in exploring and finding the vegan options. Yeah. Always a part of my trips or vacations is, okay, we have to go to all the vegan places or these ones that I've chosen for our very restricted itinerary. We're going here on this day and here on this day. And I wanted to give a shout out to the vegan roadie as we know him. He's a friend Mm -hmm. of us here at the station, Dustin Harder. We had him on the show a couple years ago. He was traveling around in his van, his field roast van, (laughs) and promoting his vegan YouTube TV show and they're probably still all in there he did two seasons I'm not sure if he went past that and Elise when you were going to Sicily you actually referred to one of his videos yeah he did a video on Sicily which is amazing yeah and it helped me a lot for sure yeah his channel is called the vegan roadie the nomadic vegan is another um excellent Wendy we've had her on the show yeah I think on the same show yeah so actually a good resource for everything we've been speaking about is our website animalvoices.org because we done a lot of interviews and commentary about traveling and then just like living as a vegan and resources and yes we do that every week That's so true. tune into yeah, us every true. week we're on itunes and on google play right and then moving on some of our favorite cookbooks allison you and i were talking before the show about chef chloe coscarelli she has i think at least four cookbooks out now i have three of them i know you just got her most recent cookbook. Uh, Like uh, this one came out a year ago. So for those of you who can see us through telepathy or whatever (laughs) on the radio, uh, this is the book. This is the book. It's called, I love this book. I got this last year as a gift. Chloe flavor, saucy, crispy, spicy, vegan. I love her food. And do you have her Italian book? Yes, I do. I thought you did because, because you have Italian roots and I love Italian vegan food and yes. making it yeah. and I've made a lot of the recipes from that book and I definitely want to make more like they're all good recipes they yeah. all work out and I actually highly recommend her first cookbook Chloe's Kitchen because it just yeah. has all these that's, the recipes are really that's easy that's like the best and one yeah of all of it's them. the best for beginners yeah. I think because they're easy recipes yeah. I love that she uses ingredients that you can find at any grocery store you don't have to go to any special store to get them it's just like regular food and yeah and just put it all together and it's all of her recipes are delicious. I've served them many times to non-vegans and they love them. She's a great cookbook author, a great chef. She has some videos on YouTube and stuff too, so that's cool. Can I do a, can I do a shout out for the vegan roadie who has a new book oh, out? That's right. yeah. <laughs> I, I got this book for Christmas. It's called The Simply Vegan Cookbook by Dustin Harder, creator and co-host of the Vegan Roadie. Yeah. So it it's, it appears he is actually a trained chef. Oh, right. And yeah, so he's got his recipes in here. I haven't had a chance to. I just got this book last week, right? So I haven't had a chance to go through it yet. But I've seen the kind of food that he likes to eat on the show. Yes. He's <laughs> a lot of a lot of. He loves mac mac and cheese. There better be some mac and cheese recipes right. in there. <laughs> 
That's, and uh, anyways, actually looks like a lot of whole foods, um, like healthy food. So I'm all over that as well. It's called the Simply Vegan Cookbook by yeah. Dustin Harder. You can take a look at those later if you're interested awesome. to my co-hosts or online. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit too, just briefly about obviously... A lot of people think of veganism as a diet, but it is not a diet. It's an ethical framework centered on animal liberation. So we are talking a lot about eating plant-based food, avoiding, you know, killing animals for food or exploiting them for food. But um, there are some books that we've all read, I think, that kind of deal with more of the theory of veganism, the ethics and the philosophy. Mm -hmm. One that I really love that's kind of a classic is Carol Adams' The Sexual Politics of Meat. She was one of the first to sort of connect feminist issues, women's rights issues with animal rights issues and kind of weaves them together in this book and it's really cool. And yeah, Leah, you and I were talking before the show about AFCO, who we just had on the show recently promoting her new book, Racism as Zoological Witchcraft, A Guide for Getting Out, which is fantastic, really easy read and quick, um, but super uh, well thought out. And you, you had another book recommendation from her, right? Yeah, her first book with her sister, Silco. Yeah. The book Afroism. Yeah. So what did you like about it or how did it affect you? That's a loaded question. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it's a collection of essays on black feminism and veganism. Mm-hmm. And it started out with their webpage, Black Vegans Rock. Right. And so they've edited a lot of those essays and then put them into a book. So it's one of those things where you can just pick out one essay and read it and think about it for a while right. and then pick another one and take your time cool yeah i love that yeah it's great to you know kind of explore the social justice aspect of the whole thing and be versed in that too i think think that's part of being vegan and it's fine for people if they just want to eat plant-based and but it kind of seems like this information starts to come into their lives and they become more and more educated just like i did yeah and if you really want to be educated join a volunteer radio show like ours on voices because (laughs) I have done, in the past 10 years, I had counted this at one point, so it's probably more now, but it was over 200 interviews. And there's never an end of topics, actually. I pretty much never copy, do the same topic, or I would never do the exact same topic more than once Mm -hmm. because there's always changes in the animal rights movement, in vegan living. There's just so much these days, and there's so much new stuff coming out and also new that needs to be reported on to keep people up to date with what's happening in our world. So join or create a, a radio show on veganism. Yeah. <laughs> and Or if you don't want to, contact us, radioanimalvoices at gmail.com. We're happy to consider you as a volunteer as Leah has come to sit in on her very first show today. We hope to see you again, Leah, because this is a way to build community as well. I really like, I love having like a diverse set of voices Mm -hmm. and we all have something different to bring here to the radio show for sure yes absolutely so we just have about one minute left i don't think we'll be able to get to vegan budget cooking this time but i think i will save that for a future show hopefully but yeah maybe we could just quickly talk about where to get animal friendly clothing and shoes in town or anywhere we're super lucky in vancouver we have a vegan shoe store called nice shoes they not only have shoes Mm -hmm. but handbags and wallets and 
belts and you know a bunch of different different little things like that it's a great little store and it was started um, by our former co-host joanne chang right. who brought me into animal voices and then took off to start her dream of a shoe business right yeah the only vegan so shoe well. business uh has been for a long time in canada yeah yeah super special so we're very mm. lucky to have that do you i guess do either of you have places that you like to buy clothes or if you need to shop for anything like that any yeah so i my only recommendation for being clothes is secondhand for shops because you know we live in vancouver but even in a small town like where my mom works at the port hardy thrift store there's an abundance of brand new and dirt cheap clothing there that will last and you won't be being part of the consumer cycle you're more like you're getting stuff that would otherwise get sent to a landfill because clothes do get sent to landfills and it's cheap and you can be stylish too it's like yes. I am this is a th my this sweater was my thrift store um, December gift to myself nice half awesome. price yeah mm -hmm. that's that's a great way to do it so yeah unfortunately that's all the time we have for this but hopefully we'll get into more of this in future shows and on our blog at animalvoices.org if you are interested in trying a vegan lifestyle for January, check out veganuary.com. They have all the resources there that you need to get started. You've been listening to Animal Voices here on 100.5 FM, Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver, BC, Canada, unceded Coast Salish territories. Join us next Friday, January 10th at noon. Allison, can you quickly tell us about what's on next week's show? Yeah, so we'll be having a feature interview with Jake Conroy, who is one of the people featured and was arrested and charged and put in prison during the Stop Huntington Cruelty campaign. He's otherwise known as one of the Shack Seven, and he'll be on the show to tell his experiences in promotion of the upcoming Vancouver premiere of this show. And then also we'll be having Peter Fricker from the Vancouver Humane Society to speak about the Greater Vancouver Zoo and its failings towards the animals. Cool. We here at Animal Voices want to connect with you online. Visit our website, animalvoices.org, where you can stream past shows and download them as podcasts. You can also see our show blog there with detailed links and subscribe to us on iTunes. Stay in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram at Animal Voices Vancouver and on Twitter at Animal Voices YVR. And now we'll leave you with one of my all-time favorite songs. This is Canadian jazz treasure Denzel Sinclair with Tofu and Greens. Stay tuned for Radio Eco Shock with Alex Smith. Thank you for listening to Animal Voices today. Happy New Year and remember to be kind to the animals. Tofu and greens, give me some fried tofu and greens With a side order of rice and fava beans Tofu and greens, I'm on a new veggie regime I've got myself a new source of protein I got tired of all the beef about foot and mouth disease No more fish and fowl, pork and crazy cows Just give me some tofu, please Tofu and greens, give me some fried tofu and greens With a side order of rice and fava beans well, I've given up beef, I don't eat fish. I've made some adjustments to my favorite dish. No more chicken, no more ham, no thanks to turkey, bye-bye lamb. And to think the two things that I said I'd never do were to give up eating any meat and to start to eat tofu. But I made my decision, try something new, and I'm digging my veggies and loving tofu. Tofu, 
slice it, dice it, fry it with rice. Tofu, marinate it overnight to make it taste just right. Tofu, slice it and put it in the oven to broil. Tofu, top with sun-dried tomatoes and olive oil. You can make it simple or go oak cuisine. There are so many ways to enjoy this product of the world's egg wonder, the soya bean. Tofu. Toss it in salad, stir it in a stew. Tofu, you can have it with chili or ratatouille. So if you ever have the urge to try something new, just go down to the grocery store and pick up some tofu. Tofu and greens, give me some fried tofu and greens with a side order of rice and fava beans. You might just like it, tofu, TVP. <laughs> <laughs> 